Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is your host, John, the only guy that got denied from, from starting his OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm gonna crack open a beer. What are you drinking today? <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking Four Corners Local Buzz Honey Rye Golden Ale. Oh, you know what? I am drinking the most adequate ale of Texas. It's the official adequate ale of Texas. Lone Star. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or you go to the grocery go to HEB and it's like a dollar a can. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I bought this stuff. Uh, I went to a Target and Target sometimes has like, you know, the bougie bears or whatever. Yeah. It's the upscale Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so let me grab some, right? And it got me at Honey Rye Golden Ale. I love ales, love honey, love rye. Me personally, it's a little too hoppy to be considered like an ale, but I still dig it. You, you say these things like I should know what this means. I just drink beer. Okay, it has well, like, beer flavor. Hoppy flavors. Hoppy flavors have like that tangy grapefruit kind of taste. Well, that explains why I hate it. <laughs> I hate anyway, uh, no, it's a solid beer. Would I bite again? Probably not, but I like trying new stuff. So many things I could say right now. <laughs> So, this week, we are going to be talking about conventions versus COVID. There's been a lot of talk about conventions closing, conventions postponing, conventions just throwing caution to the wind. Uh, So, let's go ahead and get into Game On and talk about it. Game On! So, uh, first off, SDCC and E3 have already come out. They're canceled uh, to the extent of in-person meetings. They're still going to do the online panels, all that other co- all that other kind of jazz. Everything is going to be virtual online. Oh, okay. So, we get to sit in our underwear and watch everything happen. Got it. Oh, no. My favorite one got canceled, too. Which one? E3. I, I've been wanting to go to E3. Um, as Gaming Trend, we were able to go there. You didn't um, know it existed until I mentioned it. <laughs> well, I've always been aware of E3, good sir. So let's <laughs> let's stop that right here, okay? Okay. Um, no. And so, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, no, We we that was one of the places we were actually going to go there. I was looking at plane tickets to get, and then they canceled, like, right before we decided to go. Mm, I want E3. Uh, but yeah, no, there's some other conventions that have been closing. Um, Big Apple Con or whatever that one's called. But there are some conventions that are still progressing on. I think the earliest one that we have on here is Comic Palooza, which is located here in the Big H town in Texas. And it's from July 17th to 18th. Now, usually we have the convention for three days. Used to be four, but... I digress. (laughs) (laughs) There were a rare couple times where it was four days, but it is usually only three days. Uh, Three days for you. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you usually go there pre-day and you stay afterwards. I get it. I get it. So they move this from May to July. Uh, Yes. And from what I've heard, it's not going to be as big as it was in order to keep everything contained and safe. 
Yes. So what Comic Palooza is doing, because we are very close with them, we are through different other podcasts that we're on, we are part of their podcast program. They are trying to keep things as safe as humanly possible. That means like 30 minute breaks between each panels, wiping down completely everything, uh, making sure everything is sanitized. And for that reason, there's a lot of things that aren't going to be happening. Uh, There's like, I mean, we're probably like half the podcast that usually go, they're not going to be able to go just because there has to be a cleaning time. And so you have to put in 30 minute breaks between each podcast, each set. So it definitely is different. But this is one of the first conventions that are coming out right after the mass release of vaccines. We kind of actually actually doubled up on the the podcaster so there'd be a guest on each one so you can double up and we get all of them on there at the exact same time. But then they wouldn't be six feet away, would they? It's fine. We'll put put shrink wrap between them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It works at McDonald's. (laughs) We have some other conventions that are pretty well known. Uh, We have one happening in Atlanta, Georgia, Dragon Con, from September 2nd to September the 6th. Oh, God, there's no way they can social distance there. (laughs) So Dragon Con is like totes anime... I don't know. So <laughs> it's the, it's 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 like it's like New York. It ever closes. The difference between pop culture conventions and anime conventions is ma- majorly like hygiene. Yes, <laughs> like, um, that's and, the big and, difference. An axe body spray does not count as a shower. And also with um, anime conventions, hotels are gr- want them to have them there because at the same time they can have all those people there and they don't have to worry about their water bill going up. <laughs> Another con that's happening in September is Gen Con. That's happening in Indiana. I was actually quite surprised because, again, Gen Con had record numbers last year. And again, that's September 16th to 19th. Uh, so I-, I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to be going there. A lot of people aren't saying the restrictions, what they're going to be doing. It kind of seems like they're just doing it so they can stay afloat because they need the money to continue doing this. Yeah. The lockdown did kill off a lot of of things. There were a lot lot of conventions that are no longer with us. There are a lot of things that are no longer with us because of COVID. And I get it. I want to support them. But is it too early? Should we wait? Oh, it's easy. Here's what you do. It's easy thing for this. You have rental biohazard suits. <laughs> that would work. That really would. Uh, another convention, New York Comic Con. That is in October seventh uh, to the tenth. Uh, again, New York City. I mean, it's just like so many people, and these are like the big, like New York. New York Comic Con is huge. Well, and yeah, because I remember the one time I went there. Back in 2014, I think they had a record of like 160,000 people in the Javits Center. That's a small city in, in a little tiny building. Yeah, you're you're packed in there like like cattle. It, it, it not fun for that portion, but damn. See, something like that would be perfect. You know, Comic Con official. Put your logo on there. Biohazard suits. Rent them today. <laughs> <laughs> The last convention that will be happening is the Emerald City Comic Con, and that's in Seattle, and that's December 2nd to the 5th. Now, December's far enough away, right? I mean, pretty much, I want to say more than half of my friends that I know have been vaccinated. I want to say by December, it will be safer. 
Um, and supposedly, uh, they are testing the vaccine on kids 16 and under. And that's where the big thing is coming from. Uh, they're saying that the vaccine is 100% protective in kids 16 and under with their testings that they're doing. That is where I personally believe that the virus spreads the most. Because kids don't wash their damn hands. Children are disgusting. <laughs> Children are disgusting. <laughs> They're, they're little germ factories. That was before any of this happened. Yes. No, but that's what I'm saying. It really did push it. And that's why schools have been offering, you know, at-home schooling and stuff like that. So I believe once the vaccine is able and live for kids, a lot of the virus stuff is going to be cut down. Or we just dip everyone Purell. That'll work. Yeah. If everyone just washed their hands and wore a mask, we'd be fine right now. Well, just even just washing your hands. That's all you really need to do because we... Hands go everywhere, and I mean Yeah, but everywhere. people cough. People cough. They're nasty. They don't cover the damn yeah. mouth. No, yeah, because they don't know how to cough. You're supposed, you cough or anything, you crook your elbow, and you cough into, you cough into the bend of your elbow, the so elbow. that way the you blast cough. goes there. Yes, yes. And then, then you dip your arm in Purell, and you're fine. <laughs> or actually, no, everyone needs to do go down to your local pool store right now before the... Because right now, there's, apparently, there's a chlorine shortage apparently going to be happening soon. Yes, I'm in the industry. <laughs> um, grab a chlorine tablet. You feel sick? Lick it. You'll be fine. Don't, we're not doing that, okay? Don't drink chlorine, guys. This is not that kind of show. No. <laughs> oh, come on. This isn't fear factor. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the ways these conventions are talking about protecting the attendants that are coming. There's a lot of conventions that are saying they're going to do thermal checks. Okay, that'll be fun here in Texas where we get roasted outside, go yes. in there, and it's just like back in the day, back when we were kids, well, when I was a kid, you try to get out, you take the thermometer, make sure you use a 40-watt bulb, you put it to 100 watt, you should be <laughs> dead by now. <laughs> no, so what they're going to do is they're going to use those little, like, far away forehead checkers, right, where they do the beep, 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 and they see if you're hot. Um, in Texas, there are conventions that do realize you're coming in from 98 degree weather, and they are going to have a cool down room. You are being nice, I'd say, 98 degrees and in yes, Houston. Yes, yes, I am being nice because right now that's the highs currently, but it will get higher. Yes, because during the summer, Houston lifts up off of the earth and switches <laughs> orbit with Mercury. But yeah, no, they're talking about doing cool down rooms or having like a little sitting area where someone can cool down for 10, 15 minutes. And again, once a person comes in, they're hot. They wait. They're still hot. A lot of conventions, they're not sure what they do. Did they say you can't come in? I know that you bought a $50 ticket. I knew you bought a $100 ticket, but you can't come in. And so there, there's so many factors that we do not know of. And then... I can see a lot of bribery happening now. Yes. And that's another thing. There's going to be human error. These are volunteers. These are not workers. Like, you know, who who's really being trusted? And then people who are getting vaccinated, right? Do you just show them a vaccination card? Uh, there were a bunch of shops online that were closed down for selling fake vaccination cards because people would rather just pay for a fake one instead of go get their vaccines to go back to work. So there's all these unknown factors, and you kind of think, is it safe? Is it safe to do this? Um, but today, actually, you went to a convention. Uh, so tell us about it. What was it? Where was it? All that good stuff. Uh, it was the Gulf Coast Toy Show out in the Pasadena Convention Center. But pretty much it was a nice little, nice little show. Kind of like a nice little walk down memory lane for me. 
not, it was a it was a, it was a nice show for what it was. Every, you had to wear a mask when you in there the whole time, or the police there would ask you to put your mask back on, or you'd leave. How was the monitoring? Because again, a lot of conventions are saying we're going to have extra security. Did you see anyone for a prolonged period not wearing a mask? Not really. No, it was pretty nice in there actually. Uh, but the way they did it was one way in, one way out, and they had a Pasadena PD there. So what did the attendance look like? Was there a lot of people? Was it crowded? Uh, tell us in your opinion, how was that like? Um, not really much of a room because there wasn't was that many people there. Okay. <laughs> it is Sunday, uh, so okay. It, it, it was a good walk around where you, you didn't crowded. Everyone was kept their distance. Granted, I'm not exactly there with the tape measures, so I can't really tell you if it was those six feet. It, it, it was in your bubble, so that was the good thing. And people are respectful. Some like the small little booth. Some one would go in there. Another was way outside outside the booth entrance for that person to go out and then go through. So everyone was pretty much respectful. It was just it was actually pretty good. Actually, good pricing on a lot of the stuff there too. I understand that you said that there were, wasn't an artist alley. No. There was supposed to be some special guests, but they did not come up today. Uh, it was to me. It was more like a. It had the feeling of a of an old of a swap meet. Okay. For me. <laughs> But, you know, they got the vendors there, hawking their wares. I'm going there going, do you take plastic? Yes. Okay, slide the cart. Done. I have my wares. And we continue. Concerning touching things, exchanging payment. Was there a cleaning process? Did they say you can't touch the items? You can only look? How did that go through? Oh, everyone touched everything. So it was definitely, in that aspect, not COVID safety standards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're fairly lenient <laughs> with COVID standards, safety standards. I'm, you know how I am. I'm like, I know, Lysol with me, Lysol wipes. So for a person like, let's say, immune compromised. You also got to remember too, one thing I left out also, like th sporadically throughout the convention, they had the little Purell dispenser so you can wipe your hands down and all that. So Right. But you were saying the vendors did not clean the products or make people like, oh, please just look, don't touch, or clean your hands before touching. It wasn't that at, kind of At thing. least not the ones that, because granted with me, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm more of a visual. I, I've been beaten enough of my childhood to look with my eyes, not my hands. <laughs> so it was just kind of looking at that like, ooh. And then it's like, I want this. Pick it up. How much? <laughs> right. And see, that is what is worrisome because like with my husband, he is immune compromised. He has things that if he would get COVID, he would definitely be hospitalized. And I'll bring you chlorine. <laughs> no, it's sad because we love not to, conventions. Not to eat. Not yes, to eat, but I to know. Clean down. But usually with conventions, we probably do at at least five or six. We do up to ten a year. And so with COVID happening, I mean, we're not doing anything. And so it's been a huge bummer to us. But it's because there's no way to safely do everything with a, a number of people. I mean, over 10 people, there's going to be chaos. <laughs> well, granted, it's like with uh, New York Comic Con, like back in 2014. I came down with con plague of all yes, things. Yes, but that is what I'm saying. Every convention I've ever gone to, oh, yeah. I've always gotten a little bit sick afterwards. And so we know that people aren't taking precautions. Oh, yeah. But there's always going to be a patient zero at all those things. And the, like how, the, how you're saying, like they're doing all these procedures. But what's going to happen, though, when it, it does come down, like someone is viral plague of some sort. doesn't have to be COVID. It could be anything, flu, influenza, the whole nine. Because previous cons we've had for years, 
people paid, like for instance, New York Comic Con, hundred and fifty dollar tickets, three hundred three to four hundred dollar plane ride, and then all the money they're gonna be spending there and the hotel rooms depending on where you're at could be anywhere from six hundred to twelve hundred dollars a night. There's a lot of them that'll get like start feeling something before you, but they already spent all that money and they're like, I'm going no matter yeah, what. Exactly. Like, during this whole thing now, it's like, what's going to happen now? Are they, because I, fe- I have a feeling that all the conventions are going to do other things, like, okay, he will refund your money and all this. Like, whatever, they're going to do something. They're going to figure out something. But I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of lawsuits going to be filed. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of disgruntled people. But the main thing is if you feel sick, Wear the mask so you don't cough and and your splatter go everywhere. Right. Wash and your hands. Just take yes. the normal precautions like they do in like Korea and Japan. Yes. No, I, I totally agree. If you wear the mask, if you stay six feet apart, if you clean your hands, there should be no problem. But it's people who don't care about other people's safety. The only thing I have to say, though, is with the six feet, that works if there is no air circulation. Just, just saying that, like, me and you could be in the same room. Six feet apart, but ceiling fans moving, it's swirling air. So that six feet just just statistically, mathematically shrunk down to six inches. <laughs> but most places, they don't run by fans. They run by an actual air circulation where it goes in an uptake and then the air is circulated and purified and then spit back out. Apparently, you've never been to Reliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how these conventions are going to go forward, but... Definitely, I want to say Comic Palooza is going to be the first, at least in our books, where it's going to be a major convention trying to travel COVID times. And so I'm very excited to see how that takes place. And I'm excited to see all these other conventions, if they do still continue, to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Now, I know you. Mm. And I know me. And I know we spend a shit ton of money at cons. <laughs> I, 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 I budget at least a grand. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about other places we can spend our money in Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut Up and Take My Money. So the first one we have is Battleship Outer Space. It's a 3D battle for the universe. The Battleship Outer Space two-player board game presents a head-to-head battle on three layers. In this twist of classic Battleship gameplay, players search for the enemy's fleet of spaceships and vaporize them one by one. Each player sets up their five spaceships anywhere on the three sectors. Opponents hunt them down by calling out the sector and an entire row or column. Who can find an vaporize all the opponent's spaceships to win the game. This strategy game for kids makes a great holiday present or birthday gift for all kids ages 7 and up and is an easy choice for a rainy day activity or play date. And this goes for $19.99 on Target.com or in stores. So, I bought this the other day and it was lots of fun. I'm going to introduce you to 3D chess. It was no. First of all, I don't know how to play chess. Oh, there you go. I'll teach you. I don't like chess. But I love Battleship, and I love the OG, and I've been wanting to get the OG version, and then I saw this at Target, and I was like, what? So we did not play in the way where you call out rows or columns. We actually played the old school way where you have to do like B12 or whatever. So it was it, it was a good game. It went on for like 45 minutes an hour. Um, but you would think that it would be a lot harder than it was, but it was actually fairly easy. I still need, I need to teach you chess. I, I do like the design of it. I do. And seeing this thing on here, it's like, hmm, 
you know the old the old cheat ways are going to happen. You know, stack the ships. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> so on one of the sectors, I put two ships right next to each other, and the person I was playing, they kept saying, "That's not a shape." What are you doing? Are you lying? That's not that's not a battleship shape. What are you doing? And I'm like, don't overthink it. And they were just so confused. So it's it's definitely adorable. I love it. It's very kid friendly. I think that you should totally buy it. Just don't swallow the pegs. <laughs> Who puts pegs in their mouth? Oh my god. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get it to our next one. Oh, your pickle jar? Yes. Oh, you should you you should talk about this one too. But no, I will because this is weird. Because especially how you told me how you do pickles. Don't judge me. Too late. It's like ketchup on a steak. <laughs> this pickle jar. It's eight ninety nine. Genius pickle jar stores pickles or olives in their own juices. Simply flip over for instant straining, easy serving. Plastic pickle jar drains liquid to the bottom portion, leaving pickles on top. Because someone likes to stick their entire dirty hands inside the community pickle jar. So it's not community if I'm the only one eating the pickles. And I'm looking at this, and, and you said you found this off because uh, of TikTok. TikTok, yes. So there's a lot of people on TikTok talking about it. And uh, there was also a Delish article about this pickle jar. And because of those two things, it has gone absolutely insane. You can't get it on Walmart. There's nothing on Amazon. And the only place that you might be able to buy it is from the actual website, which is mileskimball.com. Uh, it's on back order still, and it's for $8.99. Uh, I think it's amazing. I It's totally ingenious. I've never thought of anything like that before. I was just stunned. I have. It's a simple device. You can go to any Walmart, Target, hell, even Dollar Tree has these. It's for a dollar. It's called a fork. <laughs> you take Look, the I lid off, you that. stab it in, you pull it that. out, you shake it, and then you set it and you eat it off the fork. It's a handle. Don't have it. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. You're getting, the pickles are going to be near your utensils anyways <laughs> instead of your nasty, germ-ridden COVID oh hands. Oh, my gosh. But no, I I love pickles. Um, I, I, I bet you do. I, I do <laughs> love them. I love pickles. I don't think that I could personally use this because this is for tiny pickles. Um, I buy pickles by, like, huge consumer jars. You like the big pickles, the big, thick ones? Yes, the dill ones. They're my favorite. I like them. <laughs> I love how I just softballed that to you and just went right over your head. Anyway, so this would not be applicable towards me, but it's completely amazing. And so do other people find it as amazing because they're sold out everywhere. And with this, if you have to buy it, use our affiliate code. <laughs> <laughs> now, as crazy as you find that, let's talk about some other crazy things. And Nani. Oh, Dogecoin, it's happening again. The cryptocurrency already having a little spike during the week has then exploded when Elon Musk tweeted Doge barking at the moon, which led to a 40 cent spike. But since it's fallen back a little bit, is now listed as one of the 10 most valuable cryptocurrencies, something that the meme lords never thought this joke coin would ever do. And of course, this is our new economic system now. Space billionaire tweets mean the people can become millionaires too. 
Here's the fun part. Even the owner of the Dallas Mavericks is doing the same thing. Uh, Dogecoin. I'm actually making a lot of money on that. Yeah, right I know. Now. I have a lot of money too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I have a good I have a I have a good couple hundred dollars. A good good amount in there. So yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a lot higher than that. <laughs> no, I'm actually um, debating on right now, it's like I have enough right now where if the Glock 17 and 19 were actually in stock anywhere, I could buy two of them. My husband is like a total stonk daddy. And so he's been playing the stocks. He's been getting into that. I invested smartly in a sense. I think I only invested, I want to say like around 60 to $80 when it first came to light through Reddit. So like I said, I, I mean, I don't have thousands of dollars, but I do have a good couple hundred, more than a couple hundred dollars in there. Mm, diamond hands. <laughs> and also another thing nvidia has a plan to reinstate mining limiter on the rtx 3060 graphics card after it was hacked to mine ethereum releasing a new version of the 3060 with a new device which will be an incompatible with the leaked beta driver that unlocked unlimited mining and what they hope will make the card unhackable and yet, it's still going to cost a fortune because there is a global chip shortage now. And also on top of that, parts to make hard drives, especially the uh, solid states. Yeah, those are uh, getting rarer and rarer to find now. Yeah, when my brother bought a new graphics card, he was selling his old one, which was, I want to say, a year, maybe a little bit older, and he sold it for more than what he bought for a year or so ago. It's insane. I mean, I want to say the day after we got the second stimulus from the U.S. government, we went to Micro Center and there was a literal line out of Micro Center. Well, it wouldn't surprise me with everyone getting the free, mo the fake money from the government. Yay! <laughs> it spends like real money. I don't know. I took the fake money. I've been investing it since the first stimulus check. I'm getting diamond hands now. <laughs> now, the last thing we want to talk about is the SpaceX makes first nighttime splashdown with astronauts since 1968. Uh, we've been talking about SpaceX for a while now and pretty much just wanted to stay updated with everything that's happening. So in darkness, four astronauts splashed down early Sunday morning in the Gulf of Mexico near Panama City, Florida. That marked a successful end of a mission for NASA led by a private company, Elon Musk's SpaceX, to take its astronauts to and from the International Space Station. It was the first of what the space agency calls an operational mission. Half a year ago, a SpaceX rocket lifted off with the four astronauts, three from NASA, one from Japan's space agency, who were sitting inside one of the company's Crew Dragon capsules. On Sunday, the same capsule named Resilience safely returned to Earth just before 3 a.m. Eastern time. Elon Musk, the, yeah, he, what, what was, the, what was, he's the new Steve Jobs now. No, but yeah, the last time that NASA astronauts splashed down in the nighttime was in 1968 when the three astronauts of Apollo 8, the first orbit to the moon, uh, returned to Earth. This is going to be interesting, especially now with doing this and let's see what we can do to get to Mars. I'm excited. I'm excited with all of the personal and world interest, <laughs> I guess I would say, uh, with Mars and the moon and... I'm, I'm I'm just interested to see where it would go. Well, 
if we're going to follow the Star Trek timeline, um, the moon would have already been colonized. And then on a good day, you can see Lake Armstrong on the moon. I know before Mars, like, moon colony was, like, the thing. Everyone was like, there's going to be a moon colony within the next 20 years, blah, blah, blah. But they find that actual Mars is way more inhabitable for humans than the moon. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the moon would be more of, like, a jumping off point kind of thing. Where they have, like, a space station just floating there, like the Death Star. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Well, who knows? Maybe we, maybe we might find out that the moon is actually a giant egg for a weird space creature. That would be something. But that is it, guys. That is our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can listen to us anywhere. That includes iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that kind of good stuff. You can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me anywhere at Dogfin Studios. Don't forget, you can send us a message to podcast at gamingtrend.com. And um, what else is there to say? Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>